0: In May 1915, the French and British attempted a joint operation to pinch out a bulge from the German front line. The Second Battle of Artois would cost the three armies over 200,000 dead with little discernible change in fortune. One of those killed would be 23-year-old Emile Moutran of the 28th Regiment of Infantry. My name is John Pope I'm a volunteer speaker with the Commonwealth War Graves Commission and I have an interest in the ordinary men and women who served in extraordinary times. Who were they? And where did they come from? What did they do before the war? And why did they join up? Some were volunteers and some were conscripts. Some had the time of their lives while others were scarred mentally and physically or simply failed to return home. They weren't all heroes and they weren't all decorated. But for most, war at home and abroad was an experience which shaped them and changed them. Drawing on books, official records, internet resources and personal recollections from friends and families, I've pieced together just some of the stories of those who served. Join me in this episode to learn more about private soldier second class Émile-Robert leon Motron of the 28th Infantry of the French Army. Emile Motron was born near Saint-Cyr-l'Ecole, the French military academy near Versailles, just west of Paris, on a leap year, 29th of February 1892. His mother and father, Louis and Léontine, shared the same surname, and may perhaps have been from different branches of the same family, as the Motrons had lived in the villages nearby since the mid-1700s. Louis, the fourth generation of his family to bear that name, was a baker, and he met Léontine through her brother Gaston, who worked with him at the bakery. Louis and Léontine married in 1887 and had two daughters, Gabrielle and Georgette, who were four and three years old when Émile was born. According to the 1912 census documents, Émile left home and lived in Paris, in the Rue Frédéric Magisson in the 15th arrondissement, just south of the Eiffel Tower. He was listed as a building planner, but within a year in October 1913 he joined the 39th Regiment of Infantry as part of his compulsory military service. After the Franco-Prussian War of 1870-71, the French introduced a ballot system to decide who would be required to join the army. Any male of the age of 20 was eligible, and ballots were decided locally. If chosen by ballot, a soldier was required to join up for at least three years before then joining the reserve and later the territorials. He would remain on the roll until he was 48. In the early 20th century, the French army was over three million strong with 80 infantry and 10 cavalry divisions. A French division was comprised of 16,000 men and acted as a self-contained fighting unit with two brigades of three battalions each an artillery regiment approximately 300 guns a cavalry regiment and a company of engineers when war was declared in France on the 1st of August 1914 reservists aged 24 to 30 and territorials up to age 45 were recalled and mobilized to support the French doctrine of the offensive which meant aggressively joining battle with the aim to repel the german invaders The Imperial German Army was arranged along similar lines, with reservists receiving a fortnight's training every year. The British Army was somewhat different, in that all were volunteers and signed up as professional soldiers for eight to twelve years or longer, with some remaining part of the reserves on leaving. On signing up, each soldier was invited to complete the overseas service obligation, which allowed the army to send him abroad potentially to any colony, minor war, or operation as required. Some battalions had a full complement of signatories, others had only a few, and at the beginning of August 1914, the British Expeditionary Force was far smaller than its European counterparts, perhaps 200 to 300,000 strong, and some battalions were overseas in India, the Middle East or Africa, which were quickly recalled. In 1920, the official 28th Infantry Regimental War Diary was written and published by Lieutenant Jouanon. It was a retrospective account of the war from five years earlier, and was written in a slightly mock-heroic style. One line which stands out is, What marvels of heroism were accomplished by these men, who saw fire for the first time? But it does record the period of 1914-15, in some detail. Emile Motron served on the Marne, the Aisne, near Beriaux-Bac, and after a period of rest was sent to the front near Aix-Noulette, northwest of Vimy. If you've ever driven down the A26 from Calais towards the Champagne region, then you will have passed through this area. The Second Battle of Artois was devised after the inconclusive action at Neuve-Chapelle in March 1915, when General Joffre asked the British to help execute a pincer attack in Artois at the beginning of May. The aim was to break through the German line north of Arras. The main thrust would be carried out by the French 10th Army on Vimy Ridge, with two supporting attacks on the flanks to secure the heights of the Lorette Spur. It was on this spur that Emile Motron would be deployed. The 10th Army was commanded by General Victor de Bal. His intention was to attack Vimy Ridge from the north and finally take the hill of Notre-Dame de Lorette, and Hill 119 on the far side of Suchet. The other attack from the south was intended to take La Targette, Noville Saint Vast, and the fortified system of trenches beyond. The French had some significant strongholds to overcome. The village of Carency to the southwest of Notre Dame de Lorette was fortified by the Germans and was connected by underground passages to ablas Saint Nazaire and Suchet. Noville Saint Vast had also been fortified. And further south, a maze of trenches had been prepared by the German defence. On the 4th of May 1915, the French heavy artillery began the greatest bombardment that the war had seen so far. Their objective was to destroy fortifications held by the Germans. The planning and preparation complete, the attack was postponed by two days because of foul weather until the 9th of May 1915. A total of 293 heavy guns would be joined by 780 field guns to smash the trench systems and other positions thought to be capable of holding reserves. Trench mortars were used to attack areas which were too close to the French lines. The French official history records that over 342,000 heavy rounds were fired together with 1.8 million smaller calibre shells. In May 1915 this was thought to be a unique occurrence but by April 1917 such quantities of ammunition would be commonplace. Despite some early success, the French soon lost momentum as did the British with their simultaneous dawn attack at Auber's Ridge further north, followed later by the Battle of Festubert on the 15th of May. Both actions resulted in very heavy casualties. From the 21st to the 25th of May heavy German artillery meant that the attacking French were either destroyed in their assembly trenches or thrown back by German counterattacks. The 28th Infantry Regiment moved along the line to try again from the Lorette Spur, attacking southeast towards Hill 140, as the French referred to Vimy Ridge. The commanding officer, Lieutenant Colonel Capiton, was injured, and the losses were heavy, with the regiment losing a thousand men and twenty one officers in just one afternoon. Emile Motron was killed in action on the 26th of May 1915, but his body was never recovered. His service record is brief, simply recording that he was deceased and tué par l'ennemi, or killed by the enemy. Emile was formally listed as dead one year later, on the 27th of May 1916. During the Second Battle of Artois, in May and June 1915, the British recorded 26,000 casualties the French, 102,000, and the Germans, 73,000. Grieving French families, who lost a family member in World War I, had the option to reclaim the body for local burial, perhaps in their family plot, or have the grave incorporated into a major French cemetery. The largest such, the Nécropole Nationale, is at Notre-Dame-de-Lorette, very close to the battlefield at Vimy with over 42,000 graves. Nearby, opened in 2014, is the Ring of Memory, an imposing memorial containing the names of over 580,000 missing soldiers from France, Britain and Germany, one of whom is Émile Motron. Some photographs of the necropole and the ring can be found on the episode extras page of the Those Who Served website. For the Motron family, the details of Emile's story were soon overlooked. One or two generations later, and he was just another young soldier, more pour la France. As one of his great-grandnephews wrote in an email, we assumed he had died at Verdun. That's what everyone assumes when they see a family member's name who died in the Great War. I'd like to thank the website, World War I Cemeteries, for access to their archive and for some of the photographs on the Episode Extras page on the Those Who Served website. I'd also like to thank the Gonzales and Repair families of Paris and Brittany for sharing the details of Emile Motron's story. Until next time, thank you for listening to Those Who Served with me, John Pope. You can show your support for this free podcast by clicking on buymeacoffee.com on the Those Who Served website. All funds are used to cover the costs of research, production and syndication. You can join in with the show by sharing what details you know of a family member or friend who served in a 20th century conflict. Contact me directly by email at info at Thank you.